This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A federal judge out of Tennessee offers a temporary block of an expansion of Title IX to include transgender students in school athletics and bathroom policy. Judge Charles Atchley in the Eastern District of Tennessee granted the request coming from 20 states who sought the injunction against the federal government when it comes to transgender guidelines. A lot of these same states have already passed laws to protect female athletic programs from being overcome with transgender competitors. The Biden administration is seeking to expand the definition of gender and sex to include sexual orientation and gender identity within the Department of Education. Attorney Matt Clark with the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty has weighed in on this judge's injunction. Clark spoke with Phil Williams on Right Side Radio. So Steve Marshall was one of the attorney generals assigned on, so Alabama is in on the case. And so what the judge's order means is that the Biden administration right now is blocked from enforcing um, this uh, the this program here in Alabama. So we, we don't have to let you know, girls in the boys' bathrooms or vice versa or any, any of the other wacky things that the Biden administration wants to do through this. You, you look at this and somewhere along the line, you would hope that somebody would say, how about we let a little common sense you know, rule here? But, but I, apparently we have to take common sense to court um, with the Biden administration at the very least. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is insane. You know, the the left mantra for years used to be tolerance. And tolerance means I I leave you alone, you leave me alone, and each of us get to do what we want, regardless of whether the other person is happy about it or not. Now, it's, it's not just with, you know, things like transgender folks, like, hey, leave us alone, let us, you know, pick our own names, let us uh, dress how we want. Uh, now, it's, if I'm a biological male, I get to come into, you know, uh, a shower room with females, and the females just have to put up with it. Um, they shouldn't have to put up with that, especially given the, the very real potential for sexual assault in such situations. So you're right, so common sense dictates this is a common sense safety measure. Um, nobody's really infringing on your right here to, to hold yourself out how you want to be perceived, but there are limits on that. And there's a very common sense limitation. Energy prices will be going up in northern Alabama after Huntsville Utilities announces a residential price increase from 10 to 12 cents per kilowatt per hour. The price increase will go into effect this August. Huntsville Utility says the rate increase is due to an increase in fuel costs and that the Tennessee Valley Authority must pay more for coal, natural gas, or other electricity-generating sources. Another inmate has died at the Donaldson Correctional Facility in Bessemer. The inmate is a 45-year-old man who sustained injuries after an attack that occurred weeks ago. The inmate who died sustained blunt force trauma on June 24th. The attack was from another inmate. The details surrounding this case are being investigated within the Alabama Department of Corrections. In Tuscaloosa, a Jeep goes off-road and into the wall of a restaurant on Highway 69. Five people had to be hospitalized as a result of the crash. Authorities say the driver of a Jeep drove into La Grande Fiesta, then left the scene only to crash into two more cars at a traffic circle. That driver has now been identified as 30-year-old LaFerris Williams. He's now being charged with DUI as well as five counts of assault. A Saraland family had the fishing trip of a lifetime when a giant eagle ray jumped into their boat. Several members of the Jones family spoke to WKRG News about the memory-making incident. Um, It hit my right side of my body um, and pretty much made me have to go to the emergency room. She starts screaming. I hear stuff breaking and flopping going on. Uh, My grandpa falls over into me. 
I catch him, I look back, and when I look back, this ray is laying in the back of the boat. We got it out of the boat. I wasn't as scared. It was kind of cool. Sarah Jones ended up having a shoulder sprain due to the flying fish hitting her first before it went into the boat. The giant eagle ray weighed 400 pounds. The Sea Lab at Dolphin Island had to help the Jones family return the fish back to the ocean. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the husband of Nance Pelosi, Paul Pelosi, is back in the news again. This time it's not for driving under the influence of alcohol, but rather for very convenient timing on stock trades that are benefiting him financially. Paul Pelosi bought a million dollars worth of stock in the semiconductor industry just a few days before the whole issue is brought before Congress for consideration. Congress is where his wife Nancy is Speaker of the House. Mr. Pelosi bought stock within NVIDIA Microchip Company. That's a U.S. company. And this happens just before the U.S. Senate is to consider this week a $52 billion subsidy deal that would send money to U.S. companies to increase production of computer chips. This would come in the wake of supply chain issues in getting these items from China. The office of the Speaker of the House released a written statement on this latest news, saying that Nancy Pelosi had no prior knowledge or involvement in her spouse's financial transactions. When it comes to the government and spending money, Tennessee Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn is coming to the defense of West Virginia Democrat Senator Joe Manchin for blocking yet another attempt by the Biden administration to spend trillions more dollars within the U.S. economy. Blackburn spoke on Newsmax saying Manchin is preventing inflation from getting even worse. Biden just cannot spend enough money. He continues to push what he is trying to spend. Now, he spent $4 trillion on COVID, and he's wanting to add another trillion to it. And Rob, every economist around says the spending needs to stop because it, along with energy, are the primary drivers of inflation. On the other hand, Socialist Democrat Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont was blasting Manchin for holding up Biden's agenda to spend more money. People like Manchin, cinema, cinema to a lesser degree, who are intentionally sabotaging the president's agenda, what the American people want, what a majority of us in the Democratic caucus want. Nothing new about this. And the problem was that we continue to talk to Manchin like he was serious. He was not. Blackburn says that's no surprise coming from Bernie. He's a socialist Democrat, emphasis on socialist. Well, Bernie wants the government, the federal government, to have control of your life 24-7, 365. And that is his goal. I mean, this is the guy who honeymooned in Russia. Joe Manchin is representing his state. He's representing West Virginia. They do not want to see more taxes. They don't want to see a climate tax. They want to make certain that they keep the tax cuts from the Trump era. Statements are now public from the Texas House Investigative Committee on the handling of the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, this past May. Here's video from committee chairman Dustin Burroughs. That day, several officers in the hallway or in that building knew or should have known there was dying in that classroom. And they should have done more, acted with urgency, tried the door handles, tried to go in through the windows, tried to distract him, tried to do something to address the situation. In fairness, there were many officers at that scene who were either denied access to the building, were told misinformation, some were even told false information. 
Some were told the police chief of the Consolidated Independent School District was actually inside the room actively negotiating with a suitor, such that they did not know what was happening. They did not have the opportunity to do that. But that's not where the analysis stops. Everyone who came on the scene talked about this being chaotic. The training suggests that when you cut, that chaos should not happen. Inside the school, there should be a tactical commander, someone who's taking lead on dealing with the actual in the hallway. But there should also be an overall commander. Somebody who's an overall command, flowing the information, making sure everybody knows what is going on. Apparently no good deed goes uncriticized. Gun control advocates are responding to the story out of Greenwood, Indiana, where a young man stopped a shooting spree from getting worse than it was by using his concealed weapon on the shooter. It turns out that the 22-year-old man was in violation of mall policy for carrying a concealed weapon. However, that did not stop the Greenwood police chief, Jim Eisen, from calling the young man a good Samaritan since the shooter had brought several magazines of ammunition as well as a long rifle and had clearly planned on making a mass casualty event. It was a very, very fast response, but I'm going to tell you, the real hero of the day is the, the citizen that was lawfully carrying a firearm in that food court and was able to stop the shooter uh, almost as soon as he began. A local CBS reporter criticized the use of the term Good Samaritan and posted his objections to it on social media, saying the biblical term shouldn't be used when there's loss of life. That's because three people were killed before the shooter was taken down. The founder of Moms Demand Action also criticized the 22-year-old man for illegally bringing a loaded gun to the mall. However, Greenwood Mayor Mark Myers says he's grateful for the young man's quick action and heroism since it saved further bloodshed. And even Greenwood Park Mall representatives are praising the man for what he did. Another young man is being transferred to a new correctional facility. That's because he was first placed at the all-women's prison in New Jersey after he claimed to be a woman. 27-year-old Demi Minor claimed to be transgender, actually, but apparently not transgender enough since he managed to impregnate two women in the Edna Mahan Correctional Facility. Minor has now been moved to a vulnerable unit Within a youth correctional facility, apparently he's being isolated there. He was first placed in the New Jersey women's prison after the American Civil Liberties Union in that state sued to have inmates placed in prisons that matched their gender identity. Kara Dansky with the Women's Human Rights Campaign predicted that unwanted prison pregnancies would be the result of this new policy when the lawsuit was first filed. Dansky then spoke on Fox News this week after the report on minor came to public knowledge. So the entire medical establishment in the United States has been captured by so-called trans ideology. And what I really want all Americans across the political spectrum to understand is that trans is not a civil rights movement to protect a marginalized community of people. It is a multi-trillion dollar industry that is pushing this. It is paying the medical establishment. It is paying most media outlets. It is paying our government. It is paying our schools It is at, at all levels, elementary schools through college, to push the idea that material, the material reality of sex does not exist and that what is more important than the material reality of sex is so-called gender identity. This is all being pushed by a multi-trillion dollar industry in the guise of a civil rights movement. It's all a lie. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News.
You won't want to miss out on the podcast Alabama Unfiltered with hosts Scott Beeson, Amy Beth Shaver, and Allison Sinclair as they talk to Sissy Boone about the transgender agenda in Alabama schools. We're not mobilized, really, uh, to speak up for what, and part, I think some people are just dazed. It's like, how is this yeah. even happening? And and it's, it's such common sense, but it's like, now I feel even stupid mm-hmm. for saying something that shouldn't, isn't this common sense? Right. Right. And, and yet they, I'm I being bold. I think it'll go away. Well, there's, yeah, there's surely this is just going to blow away. over. It won't, won't come It's just to getting here. worse. Right. It is. Well, isn't it funny that as Roe v. Wade was sent back to the states last week, that they suddenly figured out in an instant what women were? <laughs> this is a good point. <laughs> so it kind of destroys the narrative, right? Right. But what was the first point when you started noticing, oh, my gosh, this is really happening? Was it before Leah Thomas at Penn State? What, yeah, I'll tell you exactly where it was. I was at a track meet here as um, as a coach and as an official. In um, Alabama? Here. Okay. Right downtown um, at our indoor facility down there. And I was um, helping the kids line up for the 60-meter dash in the junior high division. And a boy came up to the starting line as I'm – we're checking them in and I was like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. This is, um, this is the girls race. Right. And he said, Oh yeah, this is me. That's my name. I don't remember his name, of course. And I just was like, I mean, that's when it was just right there. And I was, this is happening. When was that? Um, two years ago, two years ago, it might've been three and it's the meat stopped. I mean, the meat director, I mean, it, this was an issue. You know, they they stopped the whole meat and they right. had to, the meat directors had to get together and figure out what to, what are we going to do? Right. What wow. are we going to do? And what did they do? They let him run. Of course they did. Yeah. Just, because they were afraid. They no, were afraid. No yeah. changes, just a young man, obviously a young man running yeah. with the girls. It was obvious to me. So he could win. Yeah. I mean, and it was, you know, at the very young, it was at the younger level. I was levels. about to say, there's a good chance because I remember the girls in junior high were fa- way faster than us. Yeah. And there is, there's that. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yes. It was maybe it was three years ago. But um, since then, you know, we've, our state has, um, we are not allowed to do that in the junior high mm-hmm. and high school levels. And mm-hmm. so it has been different states, of course, are passing these laws at that level. But it's a whole different story when you get to college. You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail, don't forget to subscribe or copy a link and send it on to a friend who you think will benefit from these reports as well. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.